My biggest piece of advice is just to get in the right room, whatever room that is, if it's a mastermind, if it's a community. To me, relationships are the most powerful source of marketing and they're really worth prioritizing. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. This episode of the Wingnut Social Podcast is brought to you by Desi Cresswell, the life and business coach for interior designers. Have you downloaded the Get It Done Daily Planner? Because if you're overwhelmed and you are unfocused, this is going to help you out. Don't believe me? Well, it's free, so download it and try it. Go to DesiCresswell.com forward slash daily planner. That's D-E-S-I-C-R-E-S-W-E-L-L.com forward slash daily planner. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell. Have you been thinking about maybe selling your brain? <laughs> not literally, it's not like someone's going to come in and leave you in a bathtub with your brain missing against your will, but maybe you have some expertise, maybe you have 20, 30 years in the industry, maybe you know how to do something so extremely well, and your compatriots, people are asking you, hey, how do you do this? Can you give me some advice? Can you mentor me? Can you coach me? And it's happening so much that you're like, hmm, maybe I should do this for a living. Maybe I should start a coaching business or a consultancy business. Well, you're in luck, because today we have Laura Meyer on the show, and she's going to tell us how to do that, how she's done that, how she works with uh, women who make in the seven figures, that's a lot of money, folks, and coaches them, consults them, and makes a uh, very nice living working part-time with three kids. So we're going to get into her conversation, and she's going to say some things that are against the norm that you've probably heard, things like, never charge for your time. What? What the hell is she talking about? Well, I guess you're just going to have to keep on listening, right? And also don't charge your worth. <laughs> what in the actual hell, Laura Meyer? Well, I guess you're just going to have to listen and see what the context is there and what you had to say. But what's going on in Wingnutville? Are you a Wingnut Premium member? Tomorrow, as we're recording this, we're having our very first mastermind on our Wingnut Premium Facebook group for premium members only. What is Wingnut Premium? Well, I'm so glad you asked. It is a four episodes a month paywalled podcast. For, of Wingnut Social just for members only. It's $14.90. Is it 99 or 95 cents? Well, what's four cents? Between friends, $14.95, let's say. And every month you get a content calendar for your Instagram. You get membership in the members only Facebook group where you can ask us anything. And like, for example, tomorrow we're having the Mastermind group and the four episodes, the first five episodes of which we're teaching you how to build an Instagram strategy for your marketing business. Because as you're, you're going to hear Laura talk about in this episode too, there's a big difference between throwing up stuff and making it pretty and getting results for your business. So if you're a DIY inclined, that's going to be very helpful there for you. And also you get a downloadable PDF with the show notes or the important points, the takeaways from each episode or a worksheet if it's applicable to that episode. To find out more, head on over to wingnutpremium.com. That is, people are signing up like hotcakes. <laughs> is that even a saying? That's not even a thing. <laughs> also, I'm going to Montana next week. Do I have any Montana listeners? I'm going to give me a home where the buffalo roam. 
I've never been. And uh, my Maryland move is soon. You may or may not be getting, I'm working, I'm in talks to getting a special mystery podcast guest host while I'm in my stereotypical lesbian (laughs) U-Haul to go from Miami to Maryland, something I swore I'd never do again, and I'm doing it. So listen, don't judge. Don't judge. You guys have ever heard that joke? What does a lesbian take on the second date? Well, the answer is a U-Haul, even though this is like not the second date, but still funny nonetheless. All right. Before we get into my amazing interview with Laura Meyer, let's talk about mini news. Time for mini news, mini news sesh. Yeah. Okay, so this is something I'm really super excited about. Facebook has announced a new integration with Spotify that enables users to listen to music and podcasts in stream from Facebook, from the app. So you could listen to an entire podcast and not leave your Facebook app. This is so cool. If you have a podcast or if you like listening to podcasts and still going through and streaming to see what Aunt Susie did that morning with her... um her avocado toast recipe. (laughs) I don't know. What kind of family do you guys have anyway? That sounds so boring. But this is something that they've announced the expansion that they have with Spotify that's going to enable you guys to just listen to full length episodes on Facebook. So if you have something, if you're a coach, if you have a podcast, or you have a certain thing that you want to promote on your Facebook groups or on your business page, you can just put a link there and then don't even have to to leave the app. So Facebook knows where it is. Remember that we said Facebook was coming up with a rival for Clubhouse because of how popular it was. And that's going to, looks like it's going to be expected in the summer. But it looks like the Spotify thing of listening to podcasts is going to happen even before then. So that's really exciting. Look for that. If audio is something, a way that you drive traffic, if you have a podcast, that's just another tool to help keep Facebook relevant. Is it still relevant? Do we love Facebook? I know we're dealing mostly with Instagram over here, but they're trying. They're super trying. I think this actually could be a good thing for them. So that's it for Mini News, Facebook, and Spotify. Doing the podcast thing. Mini News Sesh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into my interview today with Laura Meyer. First, let me tell you a little bit more about Laura. Laura is a serial entrepreneur who has spent 15 years scaling multiple six and seven figure online and offline companies. Her consulting business is called The Advance. Wingnuts. Help me in welcoming Laura Meyer to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Laura Meyer. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am doing really well today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We don't discuss the topic that we're going to go into here a lot. We did have Carol Cox on recently talking about becoming a thought leader, but I think today uh, you and I are going to step it up a little bit on not only just be- becoming a thought leader, but converting that thought leadership and your knowledge and your expertise into expertise, <laughs> expertise into developing a consulting business or a consultancy that actually um, you could sit on the beach and have margaritas on the weekend and make a living. Are you game? Are you up for it? Yeah, I am. I love talking about how to turn my expertise into some money. <laughs> That's what I think we should be talking about today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we do have a lot of listeners in the audience who are experts in a lot of fields, mainly the interior design or the home industry field. And we do have a lot of coaches that are taking advantage of going in and teaching their fellow compatriots how to do a successful interior design business so they don't waste a lot of the monies and stuff. So if you're out there and you're listening and you say, like, you know, I'm the most expert turtle wrangler this side of the Picos. How do I take that knowledge and that expertise and turn that into a consultancy and start making business? So we'll get into that. But tell us a little bit about yourself, how you get started in this, and then we'll dig in. 
Yeah. So I have been an entrepreneur for about 20 years. I started when I was, you know, eight. Just kidding. Uh, I, <laughs> I was going to say. T- started a couple of years out of college, and I was a wedding photographer, and then I started a chain of children's portrait studios. And then a couple of years ago, I was in a place of transition. The wedding and portrait photography industry was very much disrupted by the technology, you know, just the changes in the external environment related to technology, ranging from iPhone to the availability of products online that were really high quality. Like back in the day, we only had Jetterfly, and then a bunch of new providers came onto the scene. They're actually really good. So in a lot of different directions, the environment changed, and I just decided to pivot. So I ended up kind of winding everything down and deciding how I was going to package up my expertise next. And I started joining a lot of the online programs that, you know, you, you see people be part of the, you know, the rah-rah sisterhoods and all that. And I was kind of thinking, gosh, you know, maybe I need to learn how to be a coach and I need to have a group program. And like, that's one path, Right. And it's a really good path. My business partner, Kelly Roach, is the leading voice in that path, and her program is unparalleled. And it is not the only path, right, to being able to create a successful business. And when it comes to being a consultant or a one-on-one coach, it is where both of us started in growing. And it's something that not a lot of people talk about. This is a very underserved audience, but it's incredibly important. Because um, as I I started consulting in a private equity and I realized, well, I really liked the work I was doing. I didn't love the avatar. So I started moving from private equity into the online entrepreneurship world. And now today I'm a fractional chief marketing officer exclusively for seven-figure female experts, thought leaders, and influencers, which is a super fun, super fun consulting gig. And I'm business partners with Kelly Roach on a community that serves this type of person, which again, it's not very often talked about. Like the multi-six-figure top-line revenue business, 70 to 80% profit margin business, right? Everybody wants their like multiple comma club awards, right? That may not even have a profit margin, let's be honest. And consultancy is this incredible business model that gives you a great lifestyle, a great profit margin. You know, you work part-time hours for more than full-time income, and you also get to make a huge difference with the people that you're serving because it's designed for you to go deep on a specific problem and create transformation at a very high level. First of all, I want to say I love how you said that you didn't love the avatar. <laughs> That's a, such a diplomatic and tactful way <laughs> of saying that. And the interior, I don't know how familiar you are with the interior design industry or if you have any clients that are in that, but the interior design business model is incredibly convoluted and complex and there's so many moving parts and you have to get the margins and the profit and everything just right. I personally know, and I can't mention here, a couple of interior designers who are killing it in the design space who have just, I didn't love the avatar, (laughs) and have decided, right, that they're going to go and do consultancy and do the more coaching. And because, you know, it's like it's a 70% profit margin, right, maybe in that space, but, you know, they did the work, which wasn't, you know, that much. They put in the years and made all the expensive mistakes, and now they're doing the consultancy and they're leading people to a successful interior design business having skipped those mistakes and what they learned. So I know that I have people out there in the audience who are thinking, do I want to do this? Right. <laughs> maybe this is my calling. And I have some personal friends in the space that are like, oh, maybe I don't want to do client work on the design side anymore. Maybe I prefer to do consulting or helping people 
with their marketing. Like I just did a Darla Powell Interiors. I just, I couldn't do both. That was my interior design firm. And I have the marketing agency and I decided which one do I love the most. And I did the same. I came over to doing the marketing and the podcast and the consulting and the thought leaders. So I'm so excited to pick your brain about that. And See, if there's someone in the audience that is in that and they're thinking, okay, I have 20 years of experience, 30 years of experience, how do they start thinking about transitioning to offering that service or, you know, going into retirement? Maybe they're thinking of making that income. Tell us where we even start. Yeah. So there's probably questions that people come to you all the time over and over again, right? There's probably the same questions that you get asked repeatedly. And it's there's probably a really great pattern and those questions that people are naturally coming to you for. So even though I was in the photography space and I do know the interior design space, I actually partnered with Vincent Wolf on a project, you know, 10 years ago in my photo studio. He was a testimonial for my old business. And so I'm familiar. Okay. He's amazing. Yeah. He, it was it was really cool to work with him. We designed together a whole suite of products where our clients designed items for their wall, decorated their walls with family photography, which was, you know, for a lot of interior designers go, right, if you don't do it right. And, you know, we decided together how to do it right. So it was really a cool project. And that was, again, back when people were investing heavily in wall decor of their family photos. And so when we think about that expertise, like on the surface, when I left the photography industry, it was kind of like, what, what was I going to do? And really, I didn't know. I just knew that the door had closed for me to continue to grow that business. But I didn't really know what was next. And I think, first of all, sometimes you have to shut the door of what it is that's in front of you in order to make space for something new. Like, I think sometimes the something new isn't going to show up until you have created space and margin for that new thing, right? Because Uh, you know, great things grow in the margins, you know, they don't grow when you're stressed out and you're running from thing to thing and you like have no space to meditate or think, or you don't have any white space on your calendar to journal. Like that's what, not when the good stuff grows, right? The good stuff grows is when you make time and and space and margin, Uh, you know, great books written in cabins in the woods, you know, not on the laptop in between meetings. So Or manifestos. Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I think that's the first step. And the second step is to think about, so I texted a group of CEOs that I was friends with. And at at that time, I was operating more like a CEO. I was in other CEO groups more than I was, you know, the owner of a photography studio. I had a large operation at that point. And I texted them and all, and I said, I'm shutting it down. We have been declining on sales uh, significantly in the last 18 months. We saw our sales go down by about 50%. You know, I see the customer behavior. I've never seen anything like this before. I know the industry's changing and I'm going to do something new. And one by one, they were all like, oh my gosh, Laura, I'm so sorry. And these are people who are CEOs of brands you'd know and recognize. And they said, can you look at my marketing? (laughs) I really feel bad for you, but can you talk to my marketing director? I'm really sorry to hear that, but we really need somebody to come in at a strategic level and look at our marketing. And would you mind talking to my marketing person? And can you look at my funnels? And like, we have these emails that we've been stuck on. So it started a lot of times again, when you start putting that out there. And what I really realized is like, what would you do for free, right? Like, what would you help? What are you so passionate about? I mean, if you see me at a cocktail hour, I'm in the corner talking to somebody about their brand like strategy. You know, it's just, it's like, what would you do? Because you're so excited about it that it just pours out of you. And you're like so passionate about it that you're like following up and being like, did you change the brand aesthetic? Because I really think that's critical for you to get to where you want to be with your business. And so 
I think like and thinking and listing out like all the things you've done well. I think sometimes we're in transition. It sometimes comes out of a painful place. So just list out everything that you've won at, everything that you've done well, and think about what out of that list can become your unfair advantage, can become your proprietary process, could become your signature offer, and then just start offering it one-on-one. And I'm a big fan of starting one-on-one. I started my consultancy, you know, working deeply one-on-one and just increasing my prices, which I still have one-on-one clients. Kelly started one-on-one coaching out of the gate, you know, and that brought her to almost seven figures. And I think we live in a world where everybody wants these big groups and everything like that. But one-on-one is where the transformation happens. It's where you get better at your craft. It's where you sharpen your saw. It's where you see patterns. It's where you develop your signature processes. So I think that, you know, being willing to kind of roll up your sleeves and go all in on somebody and be in it with them on creating that transformative result, I don't think there's anything like it. I really don't. Are you also doing group things like masterminds? So for example, we have a higher echelon for the podcast Wingnut Premium. It's a paid podcast and we're having our first mastermind tomorrow over in our members only Facebook group. Is there a spot for masterminds and group classes too, or is it just the one-on-one? I think that you can, in terms of our community, our community has hundreds of women in it, um, and it's all designed to be a referral and networking community where high-level experts come in and they connect with each other and refer each other, and that's a separate offer. I have thought about my own consultancy going to group or going to mastermind, and I've never pulled the plug on it because the truth is I love it. I love the one. You love doing it yourself. I love doing it. I do. I, you know, I have a relatively high retainer rate. It gives me an incredible lifestyle. That's what we're going to get to. Let's talk about that for pricing, right? So, okay, so there's a, there's a thing about scaling a consultancy. You're one-on-one, you're clearly at a level that I'm not even at, or my listeners right now, a lot of them might not be at where they can just say, okay, one-to-one is going to afford me margaritas on the beach, you know, and wherever. So when hearing other experts that are doing the consulting, the, the marketing, they're doing a little bit of a mix, like an income mix, the one-to-one, they also have the masterminds, they also have, so how, if you're especially if you're starting out, how are you figuring how much you're charging for that? And how do you scale? Or you're at a place where you don't care. There's the one-to-ones playing. You don't have to scale. Yeah, great question. So I'll answer the first one first, which is, you know, how do you know what to price? And how do you place value on your services? And this is the mistake a lot of one-on-one consultants make. And probably people in your audience may fall into this trap as well. Never charge for your time. Never charge for your time. Always charge for the result. And remember that even if you're B2C, business to consumer, everybody, every single person in this world is laying in bed at night looking at their ceiling with a five-alarm fire. Their five-alarm fire could be, I hate my kitchen, right? It could be. For another, for a business owner, it could be, I would do anything, I would pay anything to just remove this problem. And the clearer you are about the outcome that your services provide, the more of a chance that you can trade outcomes for income. And sometimes what you need to do is you just need to roll up your sleeves and do the work to be like, ah, ha, ha, that's where the outcome is, right? That's where the outcome is. But what I find is many consultants are not outcome focused. So for example, I'll give you social media. I do the social media things, right? I make the graphics pretty. I write the captions. I get more engagement. I get more followers. Ultimately, the job of social media is to grow the business. So if you look at a social media manager that makes the feed pretty, they're one price. 
If you look at a social media manager that drives business, they're double the price, right? Yes. And this is a really important difference. I 100%, I love that you just said that because that is what differentiates us as a marketing agency for Wingnut because we actually put together incredibly robust business strategy. And our thing is we just don't throw out pictures to make them pretty. I mean, you can, and there's people that do it. Where's your positioning? You know, what's your value proposition? Who's your ideal client? Who are you even trying to reach? We go through the strategy first and and we're not inexpensive (laughs) because of that. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Desi Creswell, the life and business coach for interior designers. Desi Creswell, how did your get it done daily planner help interior designers with overwhelm? Please help. I'm overwhelmed. So many of you are. And that's why I created this planner, because it really combines the time management approach that I teach all of my clients within my group program with the mindset work. Because overwhelm isn't a symptom of too much to do or not enough time. It's really a thinking problem. When you aren't managing your time, what's really happening is you aren't managing your mind and your emotions. You know, I find that fascinating because I'm always busy, busy, busy. I always have a sense of overwhelm because I have so much to do. So this planner, by downloading it, can help me with that mindset as well? Absolutely. Yep. There's a daily practice that's going to help get all of that out of your head and onto paper and help you make sense of it all. So that way you can get out of that busy spin of overwhelm and start taking effective action. Desi, this sounds like God's gift to my crazy. Where can we find this? www.desicresswell.com forward slash daily planner. All right. It sounds amazing. Run, don't walk. Go check it out to www.desicreswell.com forward slash daily planner and get rid of your overwhelm. Yeah, whereas somebody who throws up pretty pictures and writes captions, they're just not going to be able to charge us more because it comes down to the outcome. Is the business growing as a result of social media or is the social media just a business card? And if it's just a business card, it's worth a lot less to the person who's investing in it. I love that. Yeah. So it's real. I think that's the first thing is to make sure that you are extremely outcome focused, very outcome focused. And I'll tell you another secret. People with money want the shortest distance between point A and point B. They want to spend the least amount of time with you. So for example, I've hired interior designers for my home and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, they think I'm hiring their time and I'm actually hiring them to shortcut my time. So it's really, it's an interesting, it's a different way of thinking about it because my time is so valuable to me. I will pay somebody else to save me time. I don't want to sit around and talk about it. I want you just to tell me what to do. You're what we call an ideal client. <laughs> we, we kill for interior design clients that are just like, listen, just get it done. I don't really want to spend a lot of time with you. Just make it pretty. You know, or just we, we give me three options. It. I choose yep. one and make it yes. happen. And what's actually very funny is it's hard to find those people. I find it's very hard to find those service You're providers. telling me. I know. I know it is. Not necessarily hard to find the client. As a client, it's hard to find that service provider because I have that very problem right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have these long conversations. I just want my kitchen to not be stuck in the 90s. That's what I want. <laughs> it's bugging me every time I walk into it. And it's like, you know, and then you go through the whole rigmarole and it's just like, I've done it a couple of times with designers and you do their whole like, you know, two hour intake. And I'm just like, can I skip it, please? So that's the first part, right? Right. So when we think about scaling one-to-one services, a lot of people think that you can't scale one-to-one services, and that is BS, okay? So this is, again, based on the belief that we're trading time for money, which you're not. If you're trading time for money, you are up a creek, right? Because you only have so much time. There's a lot of different ways to scale. So scaling one-on-one 
is you can do it through agency services, which is basically, you know, what you're talking about, right? So you can do it through agency services where you keep the one-on-one interaction, you just train more people that can deliver the one-to-one thing. Then another option would be that you license your system, something like StoryBrand or, you know, Profit First, where that's still one-to-one, right? You're still working with a Profit First consultant one-on-one. It's just that you're scaling your your intellectual property, your IP. The third, another way to scale is how I've done it, which is I only show up where I'm needed. And when you really sit down and look at your process to the degree to which it's very defined and you have a strong outcome attached to it, what happens is, is that you realize I'm actually needed for very little here. I'm needed for like, you know, when you really look at it, you're like, I am needed for the high level strategy. I'm not needed for communication. I'm not needed for email. I'm not needed for, you know, scheduling. I'm not needed for the project management. I'm not needed for the follow-up or the pre-work before and after any meeting. I'm actually not needed for any of that. But you need a process. You need a defined process because you need to be able to train other people on your system so that they can take over those responsibilities. So let's say that you have five one-on-one clients a month. And let's say that you charge $2,000 a month for your services. Just That's very middle sure. of the road, right, for consulting or coaching. You want to get to that point where it's like five 45-minute meetings a week. And that's it. That's it, right? And you've outsourced everything else. You've outsourced your social media, which is mine's fully outsourced. You've outsourced to project management. You've outsourced your billing, your bookkeeping. All you're doing is showing up for five hours a week for 45 minutes and then doing podcasts, speaking, Basically, the only keeping content, teaching, writing, and delivery, the only thing on your plate. And that's where you can have an amazing, amazing part-time, you know, consulting business. And at the time where I was, you know, really growing my consultancy before I started the membership with Kelly um, and the community, I mean, we were in quarantine. I had a third baby. We got a puppy, which if I'm really honest, is probably the root of most of my problems. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) so being able to work part-time and make a really awesome income was a lifesaver for me in that season. And many of you might be in the same, same place. I love that so much. In fact, when you were brought to mind a couple of things, I'm actually in the middle of trademarking our proprietary process for how we do strategies for social here at Wingnut. And I was like, oh, intellectual property. I'm all about it. Let's do that. And then the second thing that you said that I, I loved, and you said this earlier, and I meant to say it, but like I said, menopause is a <laughs> My memory's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, you can't really... You need margins. You need the negative space. You need the meditative time. And when I decided, I finally just had that come to Jesus meeting and said, listen, I can't be spread so thin. I love Wingnut. It's my passion in life. This is what I want to do. And when I started telling people in the industry, someone reached out to me and said, hey, we want to do a feature on you on, on Darla Powell Interiors. And I said, listen, you know, I'm, I'm decided to focus 100% on Wingnut Social. This is where I want to go. And they're like, oh, okay, that's terrific. We love Wingnut Social. We need someone to do our marketing for our magazine. Let's have a conversation, which just popped up because I deci- finally decided I want to focus 100% on this. And that was an opportunity that wouldn't even have presented itself. So I don't know if that wasn't, you know, just as a result of more focus now, that could be woo-woo or the universe saying, hey, you know, this is what you're meant to do. And now we're freeing that up. But now 
like I'm doing more Instagram lives, which I like. And I'm just I'm just so much more focused and so much more relaxed, not being spread so thin and doing what I love and, and doing the intellectual part of everything. I need to start setting it up the way you have it though <laughs> for the consulting, but that might that might take a hot minute. Okay. So you did say that middle of the road is like about two thousand a month for consultancy for that. And that is true because I work with a business coach too, and she's not that. When you're first starting out, how do you determine Okay, if you're not doing the hourly, if you're not selling your time, how do you determine the results worth for the value of what you're selling? <laughs> I don't speak for a living. I know that didn't come out right, but I think you understand what I'm saying. How do you attach a dollar amount to it? Yeah, trust me, I have three kids. Words are hard. Um, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> so that is something that you just have to dig in and figure out what this service is worth to the person that you're selling to. Now, on the business side of things, for example, I work exclusively with seven-figure entrepreneurs. If I can move the needle for them 1%, Right, or I can move the needle for them 3%, which is pretty easy for me to do. They're going to see a return on investment in my services within 90 days. So once I figured that out, I was like, oh, this is an awesome win-win. I can charge a lot. They're thrilled to pay me. And like my clients stick around for a while, you know, a very low churn. And it's usually when they outgrow me and I boot them out and I was like, you need a a chief marketing officer in-house. So I think that, you know, thinking about what's that worth and how can you differentiate yourself in a way that creates extra value. So let's think about interior design for a second. So for the fast-moving, quick decision-making, just-get-it-done person, what's a premium worth to that person, right? And I think thinking about that, it's like, Again, don't make me fill out an hour-long intake. Don't make me have this like really, because my time is so valuable, I don't want to do that, right? What's it worth? It's worth it for me to know that you understand me, that you get me, that I could look at your portfolio and I could say that's 100% my style, right? That's why it's really, I think, important to niche in a style. All of those things will make you more valuable to the person that you serve. Like the more specific and niche and relevant you are with your offer, that's what creates more value. So one thing I'll tell you not to do is to walk around saying, I'm just going to charge my worth, right? Because it takes really the most important decision maker out of the fat, out of the equation, which is the customer. And by the way, we're all infinitely worthy, right? So really what you want to do is say like, what does my ideal person value and how can I like over deliver in those areas of value so I can charge a premium for my services? Because when we're very generic and general and broad, that's when it's really, really hard to charge appropriately because people don't really think that like you're specific for them. And I'll use just a quick example to wrap up here. Think about a cardiologist versus a general practitioner. Who makes more money? The cardiologist. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when we think about the specific, people always pay a premium for specificity. And that's where you really want to be starting, you know, to really start out with and think about. I love that. That is a great note to end on before we get into the what up wingnut round. But before we get into the what up wingnut round, is there any last piece of advice that you want to give the listeners before we uh, get crazy? Yeah, I would just say get in the right room. You know, when you're a solopreneur, when you're a consultant, when you're a coach, when you are operating just by yourself, a lot of times it can get really lonely. And also you can kind of run through your warm audience. So my biggest piece of advice is just to get in the right room, whatever room that is, if it's a mastermind, if it's a community. To me, relationships are the most powerful source of marketing and they're really worth prioritizing. Amen, 100%. All right. Laura Meyer, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I am ready. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. 
What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Prioritize joy. Love it. You're stuck on a deserted island and you can have only one of your favorite foods. What is it? Mint chocolate chip ice cream. (gasps) I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound impact on you either personally or professionally. The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks. That's my number one. Love Mm -hmm. it. So good. Outside your scope of genius was my big takeaway there. Yes. All right. That's awesome. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell the Wingnuts listening where they can go to find out more about you. Yeah. So you can go to Advanced Expert Network, and that is where you can learn more about our amazing community. The cool thing is, is that Darla... People could join your mastermind and our community, and it would be, we've priced our community so that it's a great complement to masterminds, to coaching programs. So this is a fantastic place to go to develop a, a pipeline of referrals for your business that you can use to grow your high-ticket, low-volume consulting, coaching, done-for-you service uh, company in a room filled with experts, high-level experts, just like your listeners. So it's a really, really great place to hang out. That sounds amazing. It sounds like I could get some benefit by going over there and hanging out too. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. You've been an amazing guest. We appreciate all your tips and takeaways. You have a terrific week. Thanks. You too. Okay. When are you starting your consultant business, your interior design coaching business, ready and go? Laura had some amazing advice. So now you know, now you know what the uh, context was for never charging for your time and don't charge your worth. They're amazing catchphrases that hopefully got you to listen to the whole interview, but it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense, right? And that's something that I am doing actually from moving from the focus on the interior design to coming over to Wingnut Social full time. Not that I wasn't doing it before, but I'm really doing it now. And it's when she said that about the margins and having the negative space and the room to meditate. And that's how that's where the magic happens. I, I got goosebumps. Because that's that's incredibly true. Not only am I doing 100% what I love the most, but I've, I've freed myself up of some of the stress of spreading myself too thin. And new opportunities are coming, things are just happening. So there's that aspect of it too. But I liked how she approached the scalability as well with the IP, the intellectual property, you might have a system like the way you you do your strategies for clients, for social media. There's a specific way you do it that gets specific results. Or there's a specific way that you set up your systems and processes in your business for your interior design business like Sandra Funk with her interior design standard, which has been amazingly popular. And I was a beta tester for that. It was really helpful. She's getting into that, that intellectual property. I mean, she's been in business for 20 years. So she's doing that something similar. And I'm sure you've seen that uh, people in the interior design industry who have switched over to more of the coaching or the marketing space just because that's what they love. And they, you know, the consulting thing is actually a very lucrative gig if you are getting the results, if you are selling based on the results that you're getting the client. So that's something to think about. Do I really have the goods? Do I have what it takes to help people to get them to achieve the results they want and to get compensated to get the lifestyle that I want? Something food for thought going in there. All right. If you're not a member of Wingnut Premium, again, wingnutpremium.com. Please run over and check that out. Also, thank you again to our sponsor, Desi Cresswell. That's desicresswell.com forward slash daily planner. Get out of that rat race and get organized and uh, help you with your mindset with her daily planner. It's really an amazing little tool. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast on. Stay tuned for the bloopers at the end. I was talking to someone today. She's like, what? You have bloopers? Now I know you bail out way too early. That's it for this episode. Remember to go out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. 
You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. Spotify enabling users, users, something I'm, (laughs) well, I had a good run. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I'll see you in uh, Siberia. And it was so close. You almost hate it. Before we do get into the what up wing, wing, (laughs) words are hard. Good boy, Mango.